2: VR
3: training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
4: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
3: Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple.
5: You are listening
1: to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: I hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here ready to go on this Tuesday. Hour one, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Charles Barkley coming up a little bit later on. Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, the Lakers analyst will join us coming up as well. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. You can download the app. You can watch for free all three hours. We say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country as we are approaching 400 radio stations. Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio. You can dial us up. You can email, tweet all the above. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. By the way... If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations do apply. Celtics hold off the heat and they'll face the Warriors NBA Finals. That starts on Thursday. The Celtics have had an incredible season. Five months ago, Boston was 11th in the East. On Sunday, they put away the heat, Game 7, for the trip to the Finals. Boston still is a, a very young team. They got uh, their two best players are 25 or younger. Golden State's going to have experience. They've made it to the Finals now six of the last eight years. Celtics have overcome a lot this year, fought their way out of a sub-500 record. They uh, roughed up the preseason title favorites in the Nets in Round 1 came out on top in back-to-back game 7s in the postseason, a trip to the finals, nothing new for the Warriors, but Boston is battle-tested. And a lot of times we'll look at finals experience might not be as big of an issue as people think. They're on a hot streak, they got some star power, defensive versatility, and yes, they're facing a team with many weapons. That's what's different. Boston has been facing teams that are one-dimensional as far as having that one superstar. You face Milwaukee with the Greek freak. You didn't have Chris Middleton. You face Miami. They had Jimmy Butler. They didn't have that second scoring option, at least a consistent second scoring option. Now you're facing a Golden State team where you probably have four guys who can get 25 on any given night. Steph Curry... Obviously the showcase here, but I think that'll be interesting to see how Boston's defense fares against a lineup like golden state and golden state is the favorite rightfully so, but you have multiple weapons there to try to defend, go back to the Miami game. Uh, I of course picked the heat to go to the finals and I didn't feel very good. That first half, they came back. It felt like Boston, you know, kind of took their foot off the accelerator thought they were celebrating a little bit with three minutes to go. And then Jimmy Butler had a chance to give Miami the lead with 18 seconds to go. He missed the shot. Here's Jimmy Butler on taking the three.
7: My thought process was go for the win, which I did. Um, missed the shot. But uh, I'm taking that shot. Um, my teammates like the shot that I took. So I'm living with it.
6: I get it. He, I didn't like the shot. Because I thought that he's in transition. Al, Har- Al Horford is backing off of him. Jimmy Butler can blow right by Al Horford. And then he gets a layup. Now you've tied it. I I thought that that was the better approach there. Maybe you get fouled going to the hoop. He's not a good three-point shooter. Sometimes you get guys who are in the zone. They feel it. Uh, but he had played all 48 minutes. And came down, took the shot. Look, we could be saying something different. Um, If he made that shot, they advanced. I still didn't like the shot. He is a guy who doesn't shoot well from three-point range. 23% this year. But he had an open look because Al Horford, like me, thought he's not going to take the three. He took the three. Oh, it almost went in. I thought that he could have, if there was a hesitation, I thought he was going to hesitate at the three and then blow by Al Horford. Then we have a tie game. But I can't – I mean, there's, there's not much to quibble about with Jimmy Butler in this series. First player to play all 48 minutes of a non-overtime Game 7 since LeBron did it in the uh, 2018 Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Paul. Stat whoa, day, whoa. Early. Day, all right. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Uh, stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. Yes, Paul?
8: Did you find yourself caught up, though, when, when I think the the Celtics were up nine with a minute 28 to go, and they just gave it up, gave it up, gave it up. When he pulled for the three, I thought it was going in because the heat were so hot, no pun intended. I was like, oh, what a great shot. Yeah. And I didn't think it was a bad shot until he missed the shot. Yeah.
6: I just don't like him shooting threes. And even though... You know, it was an open look. Sometimes you get an open look because they want you to take the three. There's a reason why you got an open look on the three, in my opinion. Al Horford was saying, You want to take it? Go ahead. I just don't want you to blow by me. And I just thought that if there was any slight hesitation, he was going to blow by Al Horford and he was going to tie the game. But give credit to the Celtics. They did what you want great teams to do, they continue to win, they won game sevens now. Back-to-back series. Uh, granted, they put away a damaged Brooklyn Nets team, a banged-up Bucks team. This Miami team was banged up as well. Well, if they beat Golden State, there will be no asterisk. There will be no excuses. They will have beaten, to me, the best team in the NBA. Thought that at the beginning of the year. Still think that. Golden State was going to be the NBA champs. Haven't wavered off that at all. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show ba- uh, Penny's Bang Biscuits available on the website, bite-sized treats, perfect rewards for training session or anytime you uh, want to thank your dog for good behavior. I had an incident yesterday. I went to a barbecue against my better wishes, and uh, my wife goes, no, we have to go one of those, no, we have to go. And I like the guy who was hosting it. I just didn't want to go. So we get there. Nice little setup. Nice little spread. And all of a sudden, he's got a bulldog. And the bulldog comes out. Comes over and sniffs my leg. And smells my dog. That bulldog, no exaggeration, stalked me for two hours. He Wanted he was very excited to see me. Let's put it that way. Oh. For two hours he stalked me. No matter where I went, that bulldog followed me. And I kept saying to the owner, I was like, Joe, can you tell him to cool his heels here? And then he would say, Hey, stop. And then he would move on to like, you know, making burgers. I'm telling you, my day for two hours was ruined because every time (laughs) I looked around, that bulldog was staring right at me. And, you know, it took him a while to get over to me. And then I sat down to eat. That damn thing is over there. <laughs> Mount Rushmore, if you know what I mean. Yes, Todd? Did you have some meat-flavored sunblock that
2: you put no, on No, I just
6: smelled my dog. Oh, my God, he was possessed. It, it was out of, a, like, a Curb Your Enthusiasm skit. Where, you know, Larry's day is ruined because this dog won't leave him alone. Yeah, Paul. To
8: what level was he engaged you, with you? Was it like a first date, a third date? Oh, no. You, you we, were dating for six months? We had been dating for a while. Oh, in his mind.
6: Yes.
9: <laughs> yes. Oh. You're wearing your long
6: pants? Yes. Yes, I was, <laughs> That's thankfully. Good. That's good. Oh, my God.
8: At some point, can't you say to the owner, or does the owner not realize, hey, i got to put my dog inside for a little
2: bit?
6: Put it inside. And then we went outside, somebody <laughs> left the door open, and I could just see him crawling, you know, a you, you know, little fat thing, it's like coming out. Big and I, bo- he's big bone. you don't want to insult uh, him. That's right, I shouldn't fat shame him, but <laughs> he's coming out, and, I, and I'm scared. I, my wife goes, it's just a dog, just walk Got
9: away. Got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him.
6: Yeah, and I go, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, just walk away. I said, he won't leave me alone. Like, you just want, hey, how was the party? Great. I, uh, I, I, I ran around the whole time. If I did steps of how many steps I did, I probably did a couple of miles staying away from this dog. He'd be like, here he comes. And I think it made it worse that it was slow motion. Like, he was moving slow, but he was, <laughs> it was direct. He was coming right at me. Nobody else. People are petting him, trying to give him food. He didn't care. He, he wanted to say hello. And uh, he did a couple of times. Uh, see, what kind of poll question do you have for me? Yeah, that's
9: yeah. unfortunate. Yes, yes. Well, I guess we could get this one right out of the way.
6: Uh, whose career would you Ooh. want, Robert Dory, Charles Barkley? Oh, our two guests today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big Shot Bob wins a lot of titles. I'm going to take Charles's. I'm going to take Charles because. Charles is the most valuable media member right now. Hall of Famer. You win a lot of titles. I know that. But uh, Charles won an MVP. Yes, Eden. Should we say who's basketball career? Okay. All right. Who's basketball career? Do you think Robert Ori would take Charles Barkley's career? That's no. what
8: I want to know. No way. Okay. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, Paul. This is the ultimate uh, title or awesome being awesome. Like Charles Barkley is, there was a point in his career where he's the second best player on earth, people said. "Yeah, it led the dream team. Yeah. He does not have a ring. Mm. Robert Ory has seven rings. He started for his first couple years. He was like a quality NBA starter and then mm-hmm. became a, a role player. Seven rings and a couple he's directly responsible for. Yeah. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd.
0: Are you shocked with seven rings that he doesn't have, uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame? No. No.
6: I mean, Steve Kerr's got a ton of rings. He wouldn't be going in as a player. But there, he, Robert was a, a a good college player and found himself in the right time, right moment. And when your nickname is Big Shot Bob, I mean, that's a pretty good nickname to have. Great nickname. Yeah. Hey, what's your nickname? Well, they call me Big Shot Bob. Why? Well, I hit Big Shots. I get buckets. <laughs> yeah, I get buckets. <laughs>
8: Yeah, Paulie. He got, he had a t- his first title at age 23. His last was 36. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty good. A lot of rings. And, and five in between there. Yeah. Yeah. When you're running out of fingers, things are going well. Yeah. Yeah. You've, he's almost filled up two hands. Yeah.
6: All um, right. I'll ask him that question. Charles is not trading his career for Robert Ory's. I don't know why Robert Ory would trade his. I don't know. To be the absolute best one year in the NBA, when you're the MVP, one of the top, what, 30 players of all time? I don't know. Winning sure is fun, though. It is. But when Charles walks down the street and Robert Ory walks down the street, I'm going to guess the reaction's a little different. I mean, you might go, who is that? Who's the guy? That tall guy? Oh, that's Robert Ory. Robert Ory. Okay. Big shot Bob? Hmm. I don't. He won like seven or eight titles. Hmm. I don't. I don't know if I remember. Uh, oh, there's Charles. Hey, Charles. <laughs> like it's.
9: It's a little bit different. You there. gotta want the Hey Charles thing, though. You know, like uh, Robert Horry. He might be a guy who uh, just. My bank account is nice. I got some rings and I'm still fairly
8: anonymous. Okay. Yeah, Paul. I've seen Charles Barkley walk through an airport. Yeah. I, I don't know what Elvis had to deal with, but this is similar. People were flocking, running to get pictures and say hi to Charles. He's he is not he can't hide.
6: Probably not the same reaction that Elvis got, but because you probably got a bunch of dudes who go up to Charles. That's for sure. Elvis Probably had a bunch of women coming up to him.
8: Similar tone.
6: Taking their clothes off. A Little different. <laughs> By the way, that Elvis movie getting great reviews. Is a movie? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Tom Hanks is in it. He is, as Elvis? No, no, oh. no. He plays his uh, manager.
8: <laughs> he plays Lisa Marie?
6: No, oh. no. He he plays Elvis's manager. Colonel Tom Parker? Colonel Tom. Yeah. And the kid who, he's not a kid, he's 30 years of age, uh, dating uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter, he is, uh, he's gotten great,
1: great reviews as Elvis. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowl of LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask?
3: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
4: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more
3: stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
4: What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer
6: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern, or six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxsportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. We were discussing slash arguing about going into overtime. If you're the Miami Heat. You know, Jimmy Butler's gonna hit the three and then you're gonna be up by one. I said, Go for the tie. You're playing at home. You've already cut into a thirteen point lead. Now I got the Boston Celtics reeling a little bit there. I got home court advantage, taking my chance there. That would have I would have had no problem going into overtime. Marvin disagrees with me.
2: Yeah, I just felt like they barely got oh uh, it took the Celtics to start reeling for them to make the comeback, and I just think in overtime, mm-hmm. the Celtics, I think Tatum would have just said, no, nah, that's enough.
9: Yeah, see. Yeah, it seemed like Jimmy Butler didn't want to go to overtime. He'd rather just win it there. He'd played every minute of the game. He was probably gassed. Yeah. Tyler Hero's not available. It, it felt like more time was a big problem for them.
6: Yeah, I, I just thought there's a reason why Jimmy Butler was left open. And I would have gone right by Al Horford. Tied it up. Yes, yes. Yeah, maybe draw some contact, get the foul. Something. Maybe that's your three point yeah. play. That was my thought in the moment. Yeah. Just want to say. That was my thought. Love Jimmy Butler. Didn't love him taking the shot there. Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, joining us. Got any problem with Butler taking that three when he did?
2: No, sir. Okay. I mean, he's the only reason he's the only reason they were alive in that series. And it's a wide open three. Um uh, so I had no problem with, hey, Jimmy Butler, he proved to me, man, and now he's a stud, man. What he did in game six and tried to do in game seven, got nothing but love and respect for Jimmy. Jimmy effing Butler, as I call him. Well, there are certain guys
6: that might be better players, but in those moments, those guys, I mean, Jimmy Butler wanted the big moment. And I, I love the guy who wants to take that shot, but I think that Al Horford left him open because Al wanted him to take the shot or was okay with him taking that shot.
2: Well, I don't know if Al could have got out there anyway. I mean, because it was it was a, it was was kind of a, a semi-fast break. But like I say, I had no problem with Jimmy taking the shot. And if he makes the shot, we'd be having a different argument. We'd be saying, damn, Jimmy Butler, we need to move him up on the line. But, uh, man, he's just tough, man. I, I'm not even going to worry about game seven because he had zero help. But what he did in game six to me, that was just impressive.
6: Who do you like in the finals?
2: I like the Celtics in six. I think they're going to be too big for the Warriors. Uh, I, that's just my personal opinion. I think their depth is probably going to wear them down. Uh, so I like the Celtics in six.
6: But okay, do you have problems with Golden State fans? Does that factor in your prediction here?
2: No, not at all, uh, dude. I didn't think the Mavericks could beat the Warriors. I, as I said, I, I just root for them because I hate the Warriors fans. You know the thing that's interesting—they <laughs> used to have great. They used to have great fans when they were over in Oakland. I've said before. I thought when they were in Oakland, they had the best, one of the best fan bases in the NBA, and now they just got a bunch of jackasses over in San Francisco. But that never factors in. I like the Celtics to win the series. I just think they're going to be too big and too, and their depth is going to win the series for them. But why do they
6: have a problem with
2: you? Oh, you know, Dan, you know how fans are. Uh, <laughs> they want you to say their best players the greatest, and their team is the best. I mean. Uh, this is nothing new. Uh that's all fans want. Tell me my favorite player is great and tell me my team is great. And if you don't do that, they don't have a problem with you. I mean, that's nothing new. But that's but, like that's like um when I'm in Alabama, you know, I think Gary Danielson and Bern Lankwritch do an amazing job. And I'll be sitting around with my friends who go to Alabama and Auburn. They're like, Gary Danielson and Vern, they hate us. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are the biggest fools in the world. <laughs> Dad, I, I will tell you, I do not I never care who's gonna win a basketball game. I never care. You know what I want? It's vacation. It's where I am right now. <laughs> hey, get it over with. Hey, hey, I don't have to watch another basketball game until <laughs> October. Uh the only thing I'm watching right now is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Cause man, let me tell you something. Me and one of my friends went out and watched game seven last night. That was a Ranger beatdown, but If you're not paying attention to the lightning trying to three-peat or in the West, if you're not – with Drysdale and McDavid against McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, if you're not excited about that colorado evanson series, if you would say – first of all, if you love hockey, you can't get a better four stories. But, man, Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for that Western Conference showdown. It's going to be awesome to watch all those young kids going at each other. It's going to be awesome. When did you get into hockey? Oh, back in my uh, Flyers days uh, with my boy Rick Tockett, uh, who's on TNT now. My favorite hockey player of all time is Ron Hextall. Uh, you know Eric Lindros. You know I knew all of those guys, uh, and and I've been a Flyer fan ever since. And that's the last time we had a good team, I might add.
6: <laughs> uh, did you agree with James Worthy what he uh, his assessment of NBA players now that uh, they lift weight, get tattoos? And uh, I don't know what, shoot threes.
2: Well, he's right on the three part. The only thing that concerns me, I wonder if these guys want to be great players. I think they want the money and they want all the stuff that goes with it. My question is, and I've said this publicly, not just agreeing with James, I'm not sure how they they want to be great players. I mean, they want the money and the fame and all that stuff. Hey, we all do. But I think the money has gotten so astronomical now. I wonder how many of these guys really want to be a great, great player. And, I, and I, I'm not saying that being the old guy. I mean, I'm watching. I'm like, man, this guy should be, this guy should be great. This guy should be great. But I don't know if he he got he got it all. There's no reason for him to be try to reach his potential.
6: Uh, the Lakers hiring Darvin Ham. Thoughts on that?
2: Well, I'm glad Darvin got an opportunity because um, he's, he's paid his dues. He's a nice guy. We'll have to see what kind of coach he is. But listen, if, if one of your coaches is close to the same age as your players, your team's not going to be any good anyway. I mean, the Lakers, they got a serious dilemma on their hands. I mean, their best player is going to be 40. You know, Anthony Davis has never been healthy. And, you know, obviously, is going to be there one more year. So what's really bad about the situation Next year is going to be the same as this year. And then LeBron's just going to be a year older. Uh, and then they'll have Russ off the books. And then they'll, they'll, they'll be like, but LeBron's going to be a year older. And Anthony, you know, I thought, I said last year coming to the season, I'm not worried about LeBron or anybody else. If the Lakers is going to be any good, it's going to have to be Anthony Davis. I mean, I said, he, if he's one of the top five players in the NBA, the Lakers can compete. Because yeah. you can't be asking a 38-year-old guy to be your best player that just makes it same thing here in phoenix i'm like it's time for devin Booker and deandre aden to step up you can't ask 38 year old chris paul to be your best player especially you think about it dan he took them all the way to the finals last year they came back and had the best record in the nba all year he gets them to the second round of the playoffs that's a lot to ask of a 37 38 year old guy especially a guy like chris who's miniature he's a little guy But it's time for DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker to step up and be better than All-Stars.
6: Talking to Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was uh, back to the Lakers with Westbrook. I don't know what you can do with him, but I think it's going to be really hard for a rookie head coach to come in and all of a sudden figure out how to incorporate Russell Westbrook into the offense or utilize his talents. I I just think that's impossible.
2: Well, because Russell's stubborn. Uh, I, I've always admired Russ because he's the hardest working player that I've ever seen in the NBA. But he's still trying to play the way he did five years ago. And he can't do that. You know, as a player, as you get older, you have to kind of like, okay, I got to work on my strengths uh, I got and, and, and try to limit my weaknesses. But if you watch the Lakers play, which I've seen them play – Unfortunately, they'd be stuffing them down our throat on, on ESPN and TNT. Like, he's trying to play the way he did 10 years ago, and it's not going to work. He has to make sacrifices. He has to learn to play without the ball. He has to really work on his shooting. And I don't know, part of his greatness is his stubbornness. And I don't know if, I don't know if at this stage of his career he can change. Well, he can't shoot. I know. That's what I'm saying. He. That's if I was Russ, I'd go get Reggie Miller, somebody like that who lives on the West Coast, and say, "Hey, uh, you know, they got Kyle Corver. He, you know, that he's working with Ben Simmons. So, I'd get. I said, "Hey, Russ, call call Reggie Miller. Let's get in the gym and just shoot, just shoot, just shoot. Because the, the problem he's gonna have, Dan, if he doesn't play well this year, his NBA career might be over." Because who's gonna sign him if he doesn't work on his game, or, or he's gonna to try to want to be treated like he was when he was MVP like six, seven years ago? So this is a big year for him.
6: Robert Ory is on next hour. We uh, asked the question: whose career would you want—basketball career, Robert Ory's, or yours?
2: You know, uh, I like my career. I know I didn't win a championship, and I'm—I love—I like being myself. I, I I always laugh when it – I'm not sure how it got to the point where it became an individual thing instead of a team thing. Um, unfortunately, uh, a couple of people on television started this probably. And it, it actually been for the detriment of the NBA uh, because nobody told Michael Jordan after four or five years, you got to get out of here. You're not going to win a championship. So things started getting crazy with LeBron. And he started listening to all the rumors about, man, you've you got to win to be successful. And then he went, went to Miami. And then it, then it happened next with KD. Uh, so it started somewhere back then. But, hey, man, I, I'm pretty happy with my life. I wish I could have won a championship for these people here in Phoenix. Uh, but it, I don't, I'm, I'm good with my, my success and my career. What's your favorite nickname? Well, at this stage of my life, I'm either, uh, well, uh, I'm either Sir Charles or the, or the round mound, the rebound, but uh, it doesn't matter to me. It's like when people ask me, somewhere along the way, my name went from being Charles to Chuck. And people ask me, what do you call my like, man, I don't care. I don't care. You call me Chuck. You call me Charles. It doesn't even matter to me.
6: But you, you embraced it in, in college, didn't you?
2: But didn't well I embrace it. Well, we had well. What happened was that the uh, my great coach, my father figure, Sonny Smith, came to me one time because you know, Dan, when I went to Auburn, we were nothing in basketball. We had never made to March Madness. Uh, we hadn't. I actually we when when I signed with Auburn, they had lost twelve games in a row. I mean, I said, oh, these these guys are bombs. I should come to college here. <laughs> so, after I had a good freshman year. People started taking notice, and Sports Illustrated wanted to do a story on me. And I coach said, "Hey, we need to drum up support for the program." And I says, "We need to drum up some players too while we get support." <laughs> so that's how that's actually how the whole thing started, and it really worked. We got Chuck Person, we got Wesley Person, we got Frank Ford, Gerald White. We started getting really. I mean, I say I always tell people, Auburn had never had a McDonald's All American. We had guys who ate at McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, and we signed a guy out of Kissimmee, Florida named Frank Ford. He's the first really like Mr. Florida, uh, great McDonald's all American player. But other than that, I was the fifth ranked player in Alabama when I came out. I mean, we had never had a, a, a top five guy in Alabama in just our state. Not talking about around the country In the state of Alabama, we'd never gotten a top five recruit. And now, since uh, And I tell people one of my greatest accomplishments was getting Auburn to the, to the big dance. I mean, because my first two years, we were below 500. My second year, we were right at 500. My third year, we got to the tournament. And I'm really proud. And then I left after that. But now, hey, we got Bruce Pearl, who's arguably one of the best coaches in college. And we're a perennial contender now. And I'm happy with that.
6: What would you do if you're the Pelicans with Zion with uh, contract extension?
2: Ooh, man, that's a really tricky one, Dan, uh, to give him $200 million. Uh, that's, that, 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 to me, listen, that's the job you get paid to do. And would I give it to him? No, I would not because he, Dan, he's never been healthy. Not, Not, and I'm not even talking about the NBA. I'm talking about high school, college, NBA. He's never been healthy and can I, and he hasn't proven to me that he can control his weight. Uh, you know, I I, listen, Don, I'm not comparing myself to him, but it's the exact same situation. When I first got to the NBA, I weighed 300 pounds and Moses Malone, the most important person in my career, made me lose 50 pounds and made me the great player I became. And I think Zion, uh, Uh, man, get off my phone. Uh, so I think Zion is in the exact same boat as I am. Wait,
6: who was calling you?
2: Can you hear me?
6: Yeah. Was somebody calling you? Uh,
2: uh, uh. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. I can't hear you.
6: Oh. Well, that's okay. Just
2: talk. <laughs> I can't hear you, Dan. Uh, Dan, I wasn't through making my point either. Like, yeah.
5: Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Robert Ory, one of our favorites, joins us courtesy of BetOnline. Check out Bet Online for up-to-date lines on the NBA Finals, Finals MVP, Finals Prop Bets, and uh, you can get that for each and every game. Robert, good to have you back on. I know that uh, you have a nickname, Big Shot Bob. Is there a shot that you didn't make that still haunts you to this day?
7: Oh, yes, man. It's a shot that cost me $6 million. <laughs> if I make this shot in my last year as a Laker in the playoffs, we in deep, we, in, um, we play in the Spurs in San Antonio. Um, I, had, I had an awful playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I shot the ball. I think I was like three for 39 from three or something. I was – I was terrible and we were in San Antonio in their building. Kobe drives, kicks it to me. I missed that three. So we go down 3-2 in that series. We go home and we lose that game. And the Lakers don't, you know, re-sign me next year. And that would have been my big year. I would have made $6 million that year. So that that shot cost
4: me a lot of money. (laughs) Uh,
6: (laughs) Give me your thought on the mindset of Jimmy Butler. I know you're a better three-point shooter than Jimmy, but the mindset of wanting the ball in that situation, game on the line, down two, and he takes the three-point shot, even though he's not a good three-point shooter.
7: You know, if you have to look at the way a guy's playing the game and Jimmy was rolling, um, you look at him at the previous game, he was rolling. And for me, when you have your superstar, the guy who's the heart and soul of your team in your building, um, I let him take that shot anytime. I, I think the only thing I would have changed, I would have told him to slow down a little bit because in my mind, he was going a little too fast. Slow down, you know, gather yourself a little better and take that shot. Because if you look at the shot, everything was on line, the form was good but he came up short and I don't know if that's because he didn't take any timeouts So he didn't have, you know, he played the entire game. Yeah. And I don't know if that little fatigue, because if you look at his, his legs, his lower butt was good, but his arm was a little short. He didn't extend as much as he should have. So I give him that shot any day of the week, Dan.
6: But how do you do it where you slow it down in a moment where you feel like you have to speed up because the game is on the line yeah. and the ball is reversed to you. But in your mind, you got to kind of gather. But we think, get the shot off.
7: <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mental thing. And I think when you watch a lot of guys who make big shots like, you know, Steph, LeBron, they don't worry about the time. They do their form. You go through your, your normal routine and you shoot the ball. Because if you're thinking time, you're going to shoot the ball in a rush. or you are going to do something that's out of ordinary for your shot? And I think with Jimmy, even though that was not his ordinary shot, if you really break it down frame by frame, you can point out two major mistakes he made on that shot. But for me, I don't I don't worry about it. I don't think. And that's the biggest key. You can't think when you're going to take a shot down the stretch like that because, you know, we do this motion a million times in a week. It's shooting the ball so many times. So, You know, it should should become, you know, a a part of you.
6: Well, I watched, you know, when Ray Allen hit that shot with the Miami Heat against the Spurs, like stepping back like knowing where you are on the floor to step back and not step out of bounds or not step on the line, understanding where you are on the court. I mean, that's what makes that shot so crazy. Yes, it's in traffic, game on the line, gather, step back, and then know that you're in the position you're going to win the game
7: yeah that's why he was the number one three-point shooter for a long time until Steph passed because his awareness his ability to understand where he is on the court and that's why those lines the hash marks and everything on the court and think about it Ray knows how long his the length of his step is he knows that he knows where that line is and that's his awareness and the IQ of players and we don't talk about that sense of guys you know almost knowing you know the, the the shape of the floor, how I many steps is needs you to get back. And these guys are able to step back and take these shots, you know, not even looking down, you know, they know exactly where on the court by the angles and the measure, the measurements on the floor. So, you know, that shot that Ray Allen made was incredible. Also, you want, you want to go back and look at some other guys who like Rasheed Wallace and everybody having a foot almost stepping out of bounds. If you go back and if you look at that shot, that um, the Miami Heat play, I can't think of the name, uh, the three-point shoot. I think that was a good three. I think his foot was above the line, and he didn't step on the line. It's the shadow that was on the line. So, you know, we can debate that for years. We're going to have to have one of those cameras like the football players have, you know, the end zone camera, where you can see down the line and see if his foot was really on the line. I would have gave him a three. Max Struess. Yeah, Struess, yes. Uh, we're
6: talking to Robert Ory, the uh, Lakers analyst. Uh, your thoughts on bringing in a rookie head coach, given the situation with your Los Angeles Lakers?
7: You know, at, at one point, every coach was a rookie coach, and they have to. You have to give him a chance. Um, you look at Tyloo. Lue. Tyloo's first championship. He was a rookie coach, and nobody's talking about that. And I think a lot of people is looking at the makeup of this team. You got strong-minded individuals with LeBron, AD, and Russ. Would Darvin Ham be able to handle this group? I think so, because when you have the statue and the makeup of a a Darvin Ham players are going to, you know, pay attention because think about it. If I put you in a dark alley and you see Darvaham come around the corner, (laughs) you go run the other way. And so, and I think that has a lot to do it. And I think he has, he's been around the game a long time. He's played the game. He's coached the game. And I I think a lot of guys respect that. If you look around the league, most of the most respected coaches are guys who've been involved in NBA from playing and coaching for a long period of time. And plus, you know, He was my pick from day one. I thought either him or Sam Cassell were my picks. And I think Darvin Ham, because of his ability, you know, to bring in another player eventually down the line, maybe for the Lakers, it it might be a plus for them.
6: I just wonder bringing in Darvin Ham into a situation where LeBron's a year older, AD is fragile. And I got Russell Westbrook, who can't be the player that he once was. And I can't change him. You don't right. have depth. You don't have money with the salary. Cut. Like, it, this is a pretty – I wanted – I was hoping that Darvin Ham would get into a better situation for his first head coaching job.
7: You know, I, I agree with that. But still, though, think about this. If he goes – everybody's looking at him to go into the situation to fail. What if he gets these guys to the Western Conference Final? Is that – success for him does that like wow now he looks that much better it's so many times we look at things in a negative like well this is not a good situation for him why not he got ad if he's healthy one of the best players lebron one of the best players ever played this game if you are able to get some pieces or you know trick some people say hey yo take less money come play two years get your championship and then we get you know and that's that's gonna be up to rob Palinka to get guys to come in but i think when you got three guys like that 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 dominant they can stay healthy you might be to, you know, surprise some people. And Darvin Ham, good situation. Great, great players to, to play with, but they just got to stay healthy. So don't go in the situation thinking negative for Darvin Ham. Go in a situation thinking positive that he can bring something to this team. Because if you think about it, you watch Darvin Ham play. He played with a ferocity and a nastiness. If that can carry over, you know, that can be great for, for, for the Lakers.
6: How do the Warriors not win the championship?
7: Uh, if someone gets hurt, you know, if someone's get hurt or you get the the young, the new 2.0 splash brothers, meaning, you know, Tatum and Brown to play, you know, extraordinary. But if you, it's, it's a great matchup, though, you know, if you look at these two guys, you know, Brown is that guy, you don't know what you're going to get. Each and every game, he's going to hit threes, or he's going to get to the bucket. He's almost you know, like a poor man's Clay. Clay is a better three-point shooter, but Clay can't get to the bucket like he used to be due to all the injuries. But I think it's 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 going to be a good series. Uh, people thinking the Splash Brothers with Draymond are going to have an easy cakewalk because of all the leadership and they've been there, done that before. Mm-mm. Don't count on that because if you look at the Celtics and the way Eme, who is a rookie coach who took over a team that's almost like the Lakers was <laughs> and got them to the finals, you know what I mean? So, e May, one of my teammates, I play with the Spurs, you know, I am I hate to say this as a Laker guy, but I'm kind of rooting for him. You know, guys that I play with, I always root for. There's nobody on that team that I played with over there on the, on the Warriors team, so I had to root for e because there's only me, so many guys that I played with still involved in the game, so... I think, you know, Boston might look up and win this team because they got some young guys who don't know no better. What I mean by that is they're just going to play. You know, they ain't worried about who, who I'm not supposed to win. I'm, not, I'm So they just going to play.
6: You played with Akeem, played with Shaq, played with Duncan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to include Kobe in this. The question I'm going to have is you can start your team with Akeem, Shaq, or Duncan.
7: You know, it's, you have to give me a year <laughs> What year? in their, prime. Give me, in their <laughs> prime. I got, you know, I, I, I love dream. I love, I love dream, but it, you know, he was, he's always going to be the better player of the three, but if I'm a starter team, I got to go with Shaq because Shaq is just so freaking dominant. You look at the year he won MVP. I don't think there was a person in the world that could guard him. You know, you'd have had to you know, go in a lab and make up a, a player to guard him. He was just so dominant, you know, for that one year, you know, but it, if I have to go for longevity, I have to go with Dream. I know everybody, you know, in San Antonio thinks I'm a I San Antonio hate because I don't pick Tim. You know, Tim is a hell of a player, but for me, the guy who took me under his wing and mentored me, the guy I grew up loving, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon, I have to go with him. I'm not going to take Tim Duncan because he's younger than me. I ain't going to like younger than me. <laughs> I, t- I tell people that Tim Duncan
6: has a great sense of humor. He's mm-hmm. he's a funny guy, but he never ever
7: shows it. It's dry as heck. And yeah. If he lets you in, it's he you're gonna see a great guy. But it's you know that window is small. You know, you have to be a Tom Brady to fit that pass through that hole. Really <laughs> and that's Tim. You know, if he lets you in your circle, he's really cool. But then you got to stay in that circle by doing three things. You gotta play video games, you gotta play poker, and you gotta talk about cars. If you don't talk about those three <laughs> things, you will be
4: out the circle.
6: Oh <laughs> uh, you know, uh people have Shaq stories where Shaq would Come out on the floor naked, mm-hmm. with just his shoes on.
7: Yes, <laughs> you you can confirm that. Yeah, I can confirm that. We sit there <laughs> and we 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 get ready for a playoff game. I think we're going to play Portland, and we like we hold it up in center corner. Everybody like where's Shaq? Oh, he's getting treatment. And then next thing, you know, he comes running out there with his shoes on, butt naked, you know, like, you know, trying to light the move because that's, <laughs> you have to have those moments, man. You know, sometimes you can be so intense and you have to have someone to light the move. But Shaq is funny, you know, even if you show up, you know, if you look at Rick Fox's uh, Instagram, you see one picture where Rick sitting there doing the interview. And Shaq pulls his pants up into his butt crack and standing with his butt next to Rick. So, you know, he was just a fun guy, man, but you know, a lot of guys don't know how to turn it on turn it off. But Shaq could go from the clown to the killer in two seconds.
6: If you could have uh, you could have Barkley's career or your career.
7: Uh, you know, due to the fact that Mark Barkley made more money than me, <laughs> <laughs> I take the money. No, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it's, you come into this game about winning and for me to win seven championships in 16 years and it is it, an incredible run. Um, you know, even, even though I didn't make as much money as Barkley, I, I would take my career in a minute because that shows you it's not about the money for me. I think it's you made the- more than Barkley did.
6: It, well, no, Paulie, check and see what Robert
8: made. <laughs> I don't want to call out Robert's finances, but I have Charles Barkley career salary at,
7: at $44 million. Okay. I made more money than Charles. Well, I take my career. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, You know. the only thing I, I have to say is that, that Charles did have one thing. I do wish I would have, you know, my, I only had one goal coming up as a high school. That was to make the um, Olympic team. And I thought my best opportunity was in 1992. And all of a sudden, the dream team comes in. I'm like, man, what happened to the college (laughs) students? That was me. That was my goal. And so Charles took that dream from me. So that's why I still, even though he went to Auburn, there's two strikes against him right now. I'm waiting on that third. (laughs) Uh,
6: I know you're joining us courtesy of uh, Bet Online. What is the best bet for the NBA Finals?
7: You know, for me, uh, I think the best bet would go with the Celtics because you got to go with the odds. Um, I think, you know, the Celtics or are, 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 are 13 like they are, uh, a plus They one a 130 in this game. And for me, you know, why not go with the odds? And because here's the thing, Golden State doesn't have a deep bench. The Celtics is a team that don't know they're not supposed to win. They got Tatum, probably one of the best young stars out of John Morant, that can go off with 50 points at any point, you know, and you know, it's like, Go go with the odds, man. Go 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 with the self. That's what I would do.
6: Okay, if I said long shot MVP, you know, we we saw this Golden State team with Igudala winning the MVP years ago. <laughs> Is there an Igudala that you could see winning this longer odds?
7: Yes, you know, the guy who really saved them against like the Dallas series, uh, Wiggins. Okay, Andrew Wiggins. He's a twenty to one odds, and I'm that. That's the one I would go with because think about. It. You just take one guy to get high. and we know the NBA likes stealing the stealing the MVP from Steph Curry, so they <laughs> might steal it again. But but you know what? Though if they win it, though there's no way the NBA is going to say we're not going to give it to Curry again unless someone like you know Wiggins goes off for crazy points, or 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 you know my the guy who I've always loved and Clay Thompson goes off. But I, I, you have to play the odds, man. Twenty to one with Wiggins.
6: <laughs> Great to talk to you again, Robert. Thanks for joining us.
7: Man, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me on.
6: That's Robert Ory, Lakers analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet and uh, courtesy of BetOnline. A couple of phone calls in here before we take a break. Sean in New York. Hey, Sean, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today?
0: No problem, Dan. I have the uh, best and
3: worst of the weekends.
1: So I watched uh, game seven of the Heat and Celtics streaming entirely from the above the rim view and uh, listening to the natural crowd ambience arena announcer. It was very refreshing. It felt like I was at the game and getting a feel for the game on your own. No analysis from the announcers, no replays, so you're really just making your own judgment calls. And As a reasonably informed fan, I felt like I was reconnecting with the game on a deeper level. Oh, cool. I highly recommend you and the guys watching that uh, at least one game or at least a quarter of a game of, a, of pretty high, high importance from that view.
6: All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Jonathan in Portland. Hey, Jonathan.
8: Hey, DP. How's bun. it going? Good, bud. Hey, so best and worst of the weekend. No worst of the holiday weekend. Best of the weekend was playing the Hollywood Immortality combined with the career salary game with my wife. Uh, we came up with two categories <laughs> okay. for you and the boys. Okay. Passed away too soon and still living today. For passed away too soon, who made more? Heath Ledger or Chadwick Boseman? And then for Still Living, we went with child actors. For who made more in their careers versus who has more to this current day? Macaulay Culkin or Lindsay Lohan? The answers might surprise you. I'll pass the torch to Paulie as host and hang up and listen. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. I had to host this game I've never heard of? <laughs> yes. Well, I like think I would yeah. do.
6: Um, I, I feel like Lindsay Lohan doesn't have any money left from but her that, career.
8: But that's what she earned. Oh. She only had a couple big movies. I think Macaulay, he had some hammers in Yeah, but day. I don't know
6: what he got out of those movies.
8: Chris Saler game, Macaulay Culkin? Yeah.
6: Because uh, Lindsay Lohan did the Freaky Fridays? Don't act like you don't know. Don't. I, she did uh, <laughs> Parent Trap? Yes, Tom?
0: I know all those. But I, she's uh, also doing like Planet Fitness commercials. With well, I know. Dennis I saw Rodman. that. So but, that makes you wonder. No, no.
6: But I'm talking about when she was
8: acting. She's not acting now.
0: I'm, I'm just wondering what her financial situation is. If she's popping up in this Planet Fitness commercial.
8: Well, thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Yeah, that's fine. I have, during his prime earning years, Macaulay Culkin, between 89 and 94, which he was under 15 years old, made about $25 million. Okay.
6: That's in, more than I thought. In movies. Okay. And then Lindsay
8: Lohan. Yeah, to vamp for a minute.
6: Oh, I can, you know, let me take a break for something this important. I want to make sure that we have the appropriate amount of time. Yeah, and
8: I got to check my sources yeah, of as a journalist. You yes, you
6: do. I check in with Billy Bush at Access Hollywood, Kevin Fraser. Yes, he...
9: I don't know if Heath Ledger hit prime earning potential.
6: Chadwick Boseman Jr. The third, though, he had yeah. he had a great run. Yeah, I don't. Well, no, hold off, Paulie. I know that <laughs> I, I saw you grab your forehead here.